Hi, welcome to The Augmentation of Man with Gent Renee Miller. Today we're going to be talking about freedom and the title of this video is Freedom is What We Are Willing to Accept. And so um, we had our previous video was about freedom and we're just going to recap on that a little bit before we move forward. You're talking about the oligarchy. And so we had, going back to about 2007, uh, been told two or three times that there was an oligarchy in the making. And it's not up to us to tell you who that oligarchy is. It's, a, it's up to each one of us to discover that on our own because it's part of the learning process. Mm -hmm. But um, how do we view the term or the word freedom? Yeah, but we, we talk about freedom. We talk about what we accept in our own life as freedom. And everyone accepts a different definition of what they feel is freedom. Um, freedom, some people consider wealth as freedom, having more stuff. But then free. that can be the ball and chain too. Yeah. Well, the majority of the people in the path, they, they go with the way, they go with the path that society dictates what is freedom rather than stopping and looking and decipher for themselves what freedom means to that individual. Yeah. And so um, many people tie freedom into the ability to do what you want and to be able to move about physically. But there's other forms of freedom. Yeah, well, the Constitution is a guideline for freedom. And it's strictly a guideline. And if you, you, if you follow the Constitution, you will have somewhat freedom in your life. If you don't follow it, then you're tied inside of a box. And our Constitution really has been um, under attack in recent years. So that is something that we need to be aware of if our freedom is important to us. Now, some of the other forms of um, freedom that we think of... Well, like in war versus freedom. We say, okay, we go into this country to make this country free. We go to war in another country to make this country free. Um, that's very similar to when this country was founded and we fought the English on this territory. But in recent years, that's really not the it's object not of that, war. Right. It, it's not, war has not made us freer because we have lost our freedom going way back before these wars ever came about, these recent wars. And so um, then we think of also freedom in a way of our own thoughts and how we hold ourselves hostage to the um, injustices that we perceive in our own past. And so when we're locked up in that thought process of all of these things have been done to me in my life that uh, victimization, then we are actually taking away our own freedom to move forward. We are holding ourselves hostage through our own thought process. Now, to add to that is the 
the thought process that is being controlled external to ourselves from all different sources. So we have the media and we have government, and we have religion and we have um, our educational system, science, what science dictates. Um, and oftentimes science does not adapt easily to new discoveries because books have been written and there is ego involved and what have you. And, and mm -hmm. it takes a long time for even somebody who's educated to let go of their own thoughts to make way for new thoughts and, and new revelations. Yeah, I have a question. Were we sovereign in the 1700s after the war with Britain? Or were we a sovereign nation after the Civil War? Were we a sovereign nation after 1900? And are we a sovereign nation claiming that we've lost our freedom today? Very interesting. And so um, what we're going to do is move into now um, an expanded version of freedom. And today what we, we, were, accept we were meditating on this very concept today. And what Kent heard is freedom is what we accept. So when we start to analyze where we are at today, if we feel threatened about our own freedom, then we have to really analyze the energy pathways that have brought us forward to this point in time, meaning what decisions have been made and how our own behaviors have enabled this to happen. So our own apathy feeds into that. So, um, when we start to analyze this, we have to think about, are we watching what those we have elected to government positions are doing? You know, ever since the Second World War, which, which I, I feel personally that we helped the world to stay free from um, dominating governments, such as back, back then Japan, Germany, Italy for a while. After the World War II, things begin to change. And as Dwight Eisenhower said, watch those around you, the military um, industrial complex. Do we pay attention to our voting history since World War II? Have we really paid attention to who we vote for? and what and they're why? voting for, mm -hmm. and the bills that they're passing. And are we holding those in power accountable, or do we just go to the voting poll and kind of blindly vote and do our civil duty and, and then forget about it? Because our neighbor voted for a particular person, or our club voted for a particular person. Do we follow that line of oh, okay, that must be a good person, which we know nothing about that person we voted for. These are superficial reasons, including we vote strictly party line. That's a superficial reason to vote. That, and what we- That is not voting. That's just following 
oh, I'm going to vote for this person because they're in this particular party. That is it's, not a reason to even vote. It's robotic. And so, um, or is it, does it boil down to, and we have to really think about this. There's some subliminal things going on here that we may not really be aware of, but are playing a role into our voting, such as how attractive in a, pers a person is or how well they speak because you can have a good orator, but what are they doing behind the scenes? Well, such as, I'm not gonna vote this year because there's nobody running. There's nobody that I want. Have you researched the individuals that you want? And if you don't vote, you're allowing the ones that do vote, steal your vote. And therefore you lose your voice. When you allow somebody else to do your work for you, you lose your voice. It's not really stealing. They're actually relinquishing, relinquishing that's right. their freedom. Relinquishing, yes. And so um, do we keep voting the same people back in for decades? Now, how many people have been there for more than 15 years? And what do you think that they're doing in all that time? Well, most of them go in as a normal citizen. Most, not all, um, don't have a lot of money. But they come out quite wealthy. Now, there's and why is that? There's something wrong. I don't know of any job or organization that you go in with a hundred thousand or fifty thousand dollars a year and come out multimillionaires. Mm -hmm. So we have to think about these things, and and also why do so many of our Congress people have foundations? And what are they truly being used for? Is it really for a philanthropic um, or a motive, or is it being used to hide what they want to hide? Look, hide up, money. look up the word in the dictionary, philanthropist. Now, it's pronounced P H I L A N T H R O P I S T philanthropist look up the definition and contemplate what it means and then look at the different foundations throughout the world and see if they're meeting that obligation you make 10 billion dollars a year or you worth 10 billion and you leave you give a, a million what percentage is that that would be like somebody making 50,000 and giving a dollar well, and, and we have to wonder, too, how, how much, much is actually going to, to that particular help man? Is, how much is going toward their, their stated goals of helping Again, man? Again, we're going back. You have to do your own research. Right. We're not uh, paying attention to what bills are being passed. And so all of these things are happening due to our apathy and our lack of paying attention. And so um, we have to ask ourselves, why are we not paying attention? Is it because other things take precedence? Is it because um, our entertainment is more important to us? Hmm. Is it because we are too busy? Is it because that um, to watch the news or to do this is... Uh, viewed as being negative, and I don't want to focus on anything negative. Really? What happens is that 
these things don't go away. They just continue to expand mm -hmm. and take over society. So we have to look at the fact that we have created the problem. It's a, again, we can't do- Due, due to our apathy right. in gov for government. It's, it's not an individual this world thing. thing. This it's is individuals, but it's yeah. collectively. So we're talking about mass consciousness and we're talking about the conscious collective of a society and globally. Yeah, we're talking a global thing. It's not just United States or it's not Britain or it's, it's not But uh, those Australia. are individual These societies, are, right. but this is a global but thing. This is a global thing that is going on that people are not paying attention. The native people of the different lands know what is happening. They understand, but they are so small they can't do anything. We as a mass grouping of people can change what we see around us, can change what is really happening. Follow the money trails. That will tell you everything. And so um, we have to realize that also how much we have been controlled in our own thought process, external to what we have done ourselves. And- Well, they say, if you say something long enough for as many times as you can, it will become their truth. That's right. And you know, this is very true of our mainstream media. So if you notice that they pick out a, um, a coined phrase for the day, and if you scan all of the channels, you're going to find throughout the channels, the same it. phrase is being used on all the channels. Yeah. And so that alone should alert us to the fact that we are being brainwashed. Yeah, so do we blame these um, talking heads on these news? No, it's the people that are in charge of these news broadcasts that dictate through to the the ones that call them talking heads or whatever, they give the news. And they have to give what they're told to give, otherwise they lose their job. And they lose their income to pay for their families, foods and stuff like this. So you can't blame them for giving We have to blame ourselves right. for all of this because it is individually, but individually and collectively, and, we make up the mass and consciousness. And most people don't want to blame themselves for anything. It's hard to, yeah, it's, it's hard to accept that we, we yeah. have um, created circumstances that are undesirable. Yeah, we can no longer be ignorant around um, our environment that's around us. <clears throat> we have to step on the platform and do something. Um, this is a huge platform in this classroom, classroom of learning. And whether we want to learn this lesson and move forward, or we want to not lose this lesson, learn this lesson. It will continue. And we continue of what's been going on for tens of tens of years. So I want to bring this in just to connect some dots. Astrologically, the planets each have their own vibration. And as they, they align to each other, they create a... Um, a vibrational symphony based on those alignments. That dictates the energy pathways that end up influencing events on the earth. And so 
we are presented certain learning opportunities within these windows of opportunity. And when we don't take advantage of them, then that opportunity is lost and we have to wait for it to circle back around again. So if we don't learn the lesson during that time frame, it lapses and we have to wait for it to come back around again. Our, our paradigm, our surroundings, our conditions will remain the same. So if we don't like something, the important thing is, is to take advantage of the moment to learn what it is we need to learn during that opportune time so that we can move out of that lesson and a new paradigm opens up to us that is usually more favorable and it presents a new opportunity for um, a new quantum release of pathways, energy um, pathways that we can um, choose from. Yeah, once you've learned once you open your parameters and you say, well, how do I do this? What we just got to talking about, look at what is going on around you totally. Watch, research, and you will open up your parameters by doing that. And therefore, you will be looking and not being ignorant, but you will be undistracted and what you need to know. And, and we have to open our minds to new ways of <clears throat> thinking because we cannot change anything in our lives unless we do so. Mm -hmm. And so um, it starts with changing the way we see things and the way that we think. And that starts the process to move through that lesson and Come, uh, reach a point of completion of the lesson so that we can open up new quantum possibilities. Yeah. Now, you, you can't trust probably any of the media, I'm not sure, but uh, don't just look at one media. Look at all of them. You'll see they all basically say the same thing. Trust and research going online or through books or look at the history of what the world has been in and you will open yourself to, wow, I didn't know that. So we're being prompted <clears throat> to look at the bigger picture. And this is um, a prompting that comes from the universe. Um, we are being prompted to understand that we have created the situation that we are in through our own mass consciousness and by, our thought processes. By baseball games, football games. Hockey. Or lack of, yeah, right? Yeah, lack of, we want to be entertained. We don't want to, we, want, we don't want to take um, the precautions of knowing what we're doing because we might be blamed for making a wrong decision, we feel. And so some, we, we sometimes we just simply don't have any interest in following what's mm -hmm. going on. But these are all things that are creating a trap that we're getting snared in when it comes to our freedom. And so when it becomes really obvious that our freedoms are being taken away, we will be forced to look at it. Um, you have to wake up. You have to. We 
created the, our own paradigm through our own decisions, individually, collectively, or the lack of doing anything. Yeah, I hadn't gotten any meditation. The words widespread destruction and chaos and orchestrated ending. When they asked the question, who is orchestrating this so-called ending? You want to say what it is? And so the answer was Rhinecourt, which was curious. Um, and then it continued complete paralysis of governments, takeover of undulated circumstance, agitated ignorance of what's to come, wanting only 500 million to survive, a cognizant value of self-attainment. Of your so, self-attainment. So what does this mean? Because our, our um, guides, the ancients, they speak in a language that's much more complicated than the way that we talk. And so sure. you have to get into deciphering it. Mm -hmm. So when we started, um, we started with Rhinecourt and Looking up on Google, Rhinecourt, we Googled Rhinecourt. So what came up was a book that was um, written originally by Amory de Rhinecourt, who wrote a book on the coming Caesars. And it was originally published in 1957. It was recently republished by another person, because I believe that this author has passed on. The basic premise of the, the entire book, which it was actually quite good, was that Congress over the decades has continuously relinquished its responsibilities to the President of the United States. And in doing so, over the decades, Congress has set up the conditions where the president is given more and more power. And his argument was, we are setting up the, the conditions for a Caesar to be in control of the United States. So, again, it gets back to not pointing the fingers at Congress, but we, we individually and collectively need to hold Congress. We uh, put the people in Congress. We do, but we need to hold them to the grindstone. Yeah. And so they need to do their jobs, but we also need to do our jobs by keeping an eye on what they are doing and making sure mm -hmm. that they have our best interest of the, the public in mind in what they are deciding for us. They are our representative. Yeah. And so yeah. this is another thing that, um, you know, we, we can't point the finger. It, it really comes back to ourselves. So, so what are the Georgia Guidestones? The, the Guidestone uh, put up near um, Athens, Georgia in eight, languages, four very ancient scriptural languages that states in harmony, in order to be in harmony with earth, the population of the earth cannot exceed 500 million. 
And so this is something that we are encouraging you to um, do your own research on. There's much more to it than that. It talks about population control, eugenics, and a number of other um, right. guidelines. There's about 10 um, guides that it projects to the human race. We don't know who was behind erecting that guidestone in 1980, but there has been much controversy and conspiracy theories uh, evolving around it. Yes, so it's not known to the general public who erected it, but um, certainly the center of controversy. So we'll leave that up to you to investigate. We, can, we cannot fix the problem by ignoring the problem. Ignoring what people say around us, annoying this, this YouTube or this video. We cannot fix the problem by putting our head in the sand like an ostrich. We cannot fix the problem by walking away from it. We have to address it. Otherwise, we are accepting, accepting it. it. And so freedom gets back to what we are willing to accept. Yeah. Freedom is what you really want or are you willing to live your life in a box and accept everything that's throwing at you in the box where freedom is not one of them. Again, contemplate the word freedom, what it means to you and what you accept as free. We thank you for joining us today and hope that this has been stimulating as far as um, opening up new conversations for you with other people. Again, freedom includes freedom of speech. So we do not want to shut people down, but we want to open civil discourse so that we can discuss this and through other people, we see different angles of looking at it. That opens up our own parameters of thinking and gets us out of the mental box that we put ourselves in. So again, you have a great week. And if you wanna know uh, more about what we do, you can get on Amazon. And I like the second book. You know, the first book is, has a lot of good information. Second book, um, we wrote a um, acquiescence in humanity. Um, right now it's on sale, but it'll be coming the regular price in a couple of weeks. So if you're going to buy the book, you should get it now. It's on Amazon. And I have to correct you. We well, didn't write the book. Well, can, we no, published we, it. Yeah, we published it. We, it uh, the guides, my mentors in meditation gave us the information that goes in the book and we put in the book our interpretation of what they're saying yes so peace be with you on your journey to enlightenment have a good day bye-bye now